Hello and welcome to the Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm Charlotte from the future. So we recorded this and you're thinking, what the heck have I clicked on? We recorded this episode on a Saturday night at like 10pm. So the intro that I did was not the best. We basically, I had seen everywhere this personality test called an Enneagram with all the big millionaires, they were all doing it, all talking about it that I follow. And I was like, right, let's do it. And I know you're rolling your eyes because I've said personality test. Trust me, I get it. I was like, me and Paula will do it and we'll report back to you guys on whether we think it's worth it. It was actually only £14 um, to unlock the full report. It's free to do a mini version. And the results were very interesting. As you'll see, um, Paula and I are very different and very the same in some areas. We laugh. You're going to laugh with us, I can imagine, at us probably rather than with us. Um, and you're going to find out a lot about us. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And yeah, let's get into it. As the co-founders of the Landscaper Circle, we help you get more money, time and freedom to become limitless through our experiences as fellow landscapers and our tried and tested methods. If you want help with your marketing, managing or growing your business, you've definitely come to the right place. If you're a landscaper, garden designer or supplier to the industry, then hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, let's get back to the show. So what is an Enneagram? An Enneagram um, is a personality system that aims to reveal how our emotions drive our lives and how we engage with others in an effort to get what we want and need. There's nine personality types, each with its own sets of strengths, weaknesses and opportunities for personal growth. So I'm a two. Paula, you're a... I'm an eight. And I think the most important thing on here, what I've found quite interesting um, is particularly if you have a team or work with your partner or have a business partner like myself and Charlotte, uh, by by doing this and finding out a bit more about your personality will definitely help um, show you how you can work well with, with another person that's very different from you or this, similar to you. And also what motivates you and what motivates them to try and drive more harmony in the business relationship. So that's kind of why I, when Charlotte mentioned it, I was very on board because I kind of like to, to know different things so we can be working forward in a place of harmony rather than, um, you know, lack of understanding. Yeah. Disruption and lack of understanding each other where people are coming from. So I think that's, that's quite important because it does, reveal what motivates you on a on a deep level and also what paths you could take to achieve um a better level of self-actualization I think they call it yeah and they say that the nine types of Enneagram are commonly divided into three groups body types head types and heart types so if we could just drive straight in to show you guys exactly what we mean um so body types are going into your emotions and having a gut sense so we all know we have the inner gut sense but what is your actual gut sense so for me I have so interestingly Paula so Paula's an mm-hmm. eight as she said I'm 69% an eight in the body type however I'm 98% <laughs> however I am a one 82% um, so what does that mean? Ones are defined by the belief that everything must be in order and by their feeling they must always be right. They show great commitment and determination to improve conditions that they find need improvement and they are forward in encouraging others to improve their performance too, which actually ties in very nicely. So we were talking about in the previous podcast, like goal setting, moving forward, new processes. We were stuck in a rut, that sort of thing. That's basically sums up that podcast with me, doesn't it really? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How I always wanted to improve things. 
Um, standing up for what they believe in is eight. And then I also had nine at 50%, which is a desire to live in a peaceful harmony with their environment. They want balance and calm um, and they want easygoing and they're easygoing and accepting of what is around them, which I think I pretty much am when it's like, if there's big issues that come up, I'm like, it is what it is. Like, we'll just move forward. Yeah. I found this quite interesting because obviously the body type says the key emotion is anger. Yes. And I got 98% eight. So, and and an eight, just in case you're wondering, is someone that sees themselves as strong and powerful. And I always seek to stand up for what we believe in. We don't see ourselves having vulnerabilities and have the belief that we can handle pretty much anything that comes their way. We have easy access to anger. And as we can attest to that, I think (laughs) when I read that, I was like, yes, I think Paula's husband, Mike, and myself will agree that she has easy access to anger. Yeah, and I always get told that I'm quite scary. Like some of the lads that work for me are scared. And I I say that as they're scared. I'm not going to do anything and bite their head off. But it comes across, are sometimes seen as intimidating to others. Yes. Yes. And I see, and it says eights typically see themselves as fighters, standing up for what is right and protecting the weak, which, yeah, that yeah. is pretty much me. I'm also 81% one, so I'm quite similar to you on on the one, on the, um, you know, everything must be in order and feeling that they must always be right. Yes. And I think what you're going to find, guys, when you're listening to this podcast is that we have a couple of core things that are the same and then we're completely a polar opposite on the rest of it. (laughs) We couldn't be more different. But I think, again, I'm going to get Mike to do this as well because I think that's the same for him. I think he might be quite similar to you, but he's definitely wildly opposite to me. Yeah. No, I think that as well. Obviously, I've known Paula and her husband, Mike, for, what, six years now? Something like that. So I know them pretty well. And I know how to, I think... I also know how to, which will come into more in this report, actually, interact with each of you and how I have to interact differently with each of you if we're talking about a project or something like that. So head types. Head types are driven by intellect and tend to rationalise their emotions. For head types, the core emotion is fear. This does not necessarily mean that all head types knowingly experience a lot of fear. For some, fear is more of an unconscious driving course. Force, even. Force. (laughs) Yeah, force. Um, Your scores for the head types. So my... I've got 65% on one, uh, no, I've got 65% on five, 54% on six and 70% on seven. So I'm pretty split across the board. So a five means um, belief that resources are scared and they don't have enough of what they need. Um, unlike other types who go out into the world to get what they need, fives instead aim to need as little as possible. To achieve this, they withdraw from the world, retreat to their minds to conserve their time, energy and other resources. I don't, that must be an unconscious one because obviously this is unconscious because I don't relate, feel like I relate to that. No. Doesn't seem like me, does it? And then six, preoccupied with security, seek safety and like to be prepared for problems. They have active minds which are constantly scanning for danger and creating contingency plans, highly attuned to risk and typically have a clear idea of what they'll do in worst case scenario. They're good at seeing things, how things will play out, particularly understanding how things could go wrong. In my mind, I do this. But I don't. Commu- I see Paula shaking her head. I don't outwardly show this, but in my mind, I am a horrific overthinker. Um, I agree with that because you are always now. For anyone listening, Charlotte loves a spreadsheet. Okay, <laughs> and however much I like doing spreadsheets in business, I don't do them in my personal life. Charlotte has spreadsheets for everything, and she's very much risk averse. So, um, for instance, 
if her bank said £10, she would be like, oh, whereas I'd go, oh, well, money will come in later. It's fine. Don't worry about <laughs> it. But she is very much like that. She does seek safety and security, I think, anyway. Yeah. Um, complete opposite to me. And then the last one is um, sevens are defined by their desire to experience everything. This is my top one. Everything good and, and pleasurable. <laughs> everything good and pleasurable the world has to offer while avoiding pain boredom and limitations although sevens appear enthusiastic and fun loving deep down they have a fear of getting stuck in negative emotions thus they tend to disconnect from their deeper feelings instead of focusing on their imagination and zest for life and i 100 percent relate to that i think and I'm i kind that. of yeah i kind of relate to it. i i wasn't a bit mm. On that. I think you're I can definitely see you with like the going out and in, trying to enjoy yeah. everything like going for experiences of like you and Mike have traveled the world like you'll go out and you'll do those things um and I do get bored easy yeah and I think mine is the fear of getting stuck in negative emotions if I'm having a down day like me and Paul are actually very in tune with each other when we're having down days um yeah I will yeah continue and be worried I'm going to be stuck like that so in the final third section so this is kind of analyzing what we are and then it gets into how we do it to work and stuff um is heart type which the core emotion is sadness which ir- originates from a sense of disconnection with self of others some heart types experience sadness more ac- acutely while others proactively try to connect with people to circumvent core sadness so oh we forgot to say what yours were didn't we no because i did rate the same on seven so i was about 80 80 seven the other two were 50 50 split so Heart types, I've got a clear winner, which is three. I don't know what yours was. I was 98% on two, 97% Ooh. on four, and three was 81%. Do you know what? I had Charlotte down as a two and a four anyway when I looked at her. <laughs> See, my three is definitely me. It's a Threes are designed, defined by their desire to achieve. Um, they want to advance in the world or sacrifice almost anything for success, vigorously pursuing tasks and becoming utterly absorbed in the pursuit of attainment. However, they'll only choose a task in the first place if it promises rewards and brings prestige. So, um, yeah, they have a burning need to be admired and see life as a game where winning is emphasized. As I say, there's no prizes for second place, is there? <laughs> that is Paula to a T. And I think the first half of that I relate to more, which is probably why it's yes. 81% on me. Um, but, yeah, and then two Charlotte's is... Two. I'm 100% two. <laughs> I think me and Paula both, I knew it before I even did it that I was going to be a two. So twos want to be liked and find ways that they can be a service of others so they can belong. They have a strong need to be affiliated with others and pursue acceptance by being kind, ca- kind, caring and helpful. They are highly altruistic and empathetic and often have an intuitive sense of what other people need and want. They sometimes give too much of themselves because they are so eager to be connected with others. That is 100% me. 100%. Um, and then four, which I was a 97% match, there's only 1% in it, is that mm-hmm. I feel like an outsider. I feel like something's missing from my life and that I will never have the happiest other people experience. It's very depressing. <laughs> it's very depressing. Very accurate, though. Four's passionately long for deep connection that will make them feel whole and accepted. And it goes into childhood in a minute, which me and Paul will talk about. But that's like, yeah, I relate to that a lot as well. I know it's it's really cool so when it after that so that gives you a rough outline of the what who part, we are <laughs> yeah who we are what parts your personality is your head your heart and all of that how we um, think how we feel it's like what you do yes. in your gut that sort of thing and then it kind of goes into this like overall so I'm a two primary I'm type I, I kind yeah, of yeah. know this Charlotte was always going to be a two in my opinion <laughs> as soon as I read this and I knew I was going to be an eight 
I was like, I know it. I know. And just like picking out the key points for you guys and how we can relate it to business. So um, I intuitively perceive when others need their support and offer it unconditionally. So I feel like on a daily basis, I feel like I know what Paula needs and I read it. And Paula said before she gets annoyed because I always seem to know what she's thinking and feeling. And when she's having an off day, one of Paula's things, which it doesn't mention it in your eight thing, actually, not wanting to share feelings (laughs) and emotions. So I always go, Paula, what's up? She's like, nothing, nothing, Sha. And I'm like, something's up. And she's like, nope. And then the next day she'll be like, yeah, something was up. <laughs> but this does relate to, I, I've got a, I've got an explanation for it because ultimately apes want to be autonomous, autonomous. They want to show their strength and independence and they do not want to feel weak or vulnerable. Having their challenge, authority challenged is difficult for them. And um, yeah, and basically all the way through this, when you get your report, it's quite interesting because you go, oh my God, it is me. And I know why now. It's essentially my whole life. I've been trying to cover up the fact that I'm vulnerable and I will not ask for help. And it states it in (laughs) this whole report that that's the issue. And I'm like, Charlotte's the one that always wants to give help. And I hate asking for help. So that's how we kind of that's how we work basically yeah yeah <laughs> Mike's come out of the bath he's like what are you doing podcasting <laughs> slash just having a catch up slash just what listen to this eight oh I'm inspiring though there's a good thing yeah eights want it's not talking shit eights want to see people thrive or bend over backwards to motivate people with energy and belief but they refuse to accept self-pity if someone is struggling an eight will equip them with the tools they need to make a go of things but they will expect the other person to step up and show courage eights are not afraid of doling out some tough love as frustrated as others can get with the eights no nonsense attitude they can count on the eight to be inspiring caring and a loyal friend wow 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 i so want mike to do it no, no, so do I. I'm going to get them to. Right, at, at work. work. So we'll Go record on. this bit, right. Yeah. So there is a section on this, which is at work. So for me, twos want to be liked and needed by everyone and will work long and hard in support of their organisation, co-workers and clients. Naturally sociable and friendly, they have an excellent interpersonal skills, which they use to build rapport and bring people together to achieve common goals. Self-worth is an issue for twos, however, and will be many will be ambitious and advancement seeking in order to be seen and recognised for their efforts. What the twos need at work, Paula? Mm-hmm. opportunities to work with people who are collaborative generous and open <laughs> <laughs> a harmonious environment nothing too competitive or fast-paced a boss who is sensitive to people's needs and a role that allows them to support and empower people now the reason why we're laughing guys is because i just think we're so in tune in some <clears throat> ways but in other ways we're complete polar opposite yeah. We're laughing because it's so true. And I think if you do this with your partner or your business partner, you will be laughing like we are because it just reads you like a book. And I do think that as I get into more of this, you'll see why I think TLC was meant to be for me. Because uh, Yeah, but it's also extremely hilarious because, yeah, I'll read out mine in a second and you'll <laughs> you'll see why it's extremely hilarious. Who's enjoy giving their time and energy to people, 100%. So it's no surprise they're gracious hosts and master networkers. Oh, sure, yes. Yes. They're good at connecting people together for mutual benefit and adept at facilitating meetings, leading discussion groups and building teams, aka masterclasses, everything we do for you guys at TLC. <laughs> yeah. like nodding vigorously. Like, yes. 
Um, if people need to be marshaled quickly to achieve goals, then two is going to be the person to do it. Two is use their ability to understand and motivate people to achieve great things for their organisations. Um, so, yeah. And then my downside is basically that my desire to support others means I can take on too much work or overextend themselves. And again, check out previous episodes stuck in a rut because 100%, I think both me and Paula were feeling this because we wanted to provide so much value to our members. Um, we, and then it kind of goes on the, on the, uh, continue but yeah so I think that's really for me why TLC works quite well and why it's interesting for you guys to see what parts what roles you take on within your design or landscaping business and how that actually tunes into your personality so I really enjoy the masterclasses I really enjoy doing all these other things which looking at this and ties in really well with my personality and now Paula's going to be able to say what hers is yeah so Uh, For me, at work, as in life, eights exist in an all-or-nothing world, so they do everything to the best of their ability and are extremely dedicated in their push to reach the top. So, to be fair, eights often work too hard and too aggressively and typically seek to control the workplace and make it clear that they are unambiguously in charge. What the eight needs at work? Well, roles that give them independence, respect and authority. Opportunities to take an active rather than a passive role. A competitive, fast-paced work environment. (laughs) (laughs) Being rewarded for getting things done. Eights are hard-working, pragmatic and strong-willed people with the energy to match. They will not take anything sitting down. And this type would rather be in control than be controlled. And as a result, will strive for leadership. So they are masters at getting things done. Autonomy is important to eights as they need the freedom to take charge and perform at an extremely high level. They operate well in competitive environments where people are encouraged to meet challenges and take risks with a big potential payoff. They work slightly less effectively in collaborative environments where cooperation (laughs) and dependency are essential. Eights don't like having to ask for help since it shows vulnerability and their tendency to be brutally honest and controlling may scare others off in a teamwork situation. Since eights are all about doing, they have a tendency to pass directly from urge to action without pausing to think. They want to move forward as fast as they can and often miss important details and steamroll over (laughs) people's opinions in their haste to get things done. (laughs) So so what what I see from this is the fact that me and Sean are very different, but we bring very different um, key strengths to the TLC team and certainly to help you our members and our community because ultimately yes I I need a different work environment than Charlotte but um that's why we work in different roles so um as I've always said I've come from a sales background which is probably why it suited me because I I loved working in a competitive environment I loved um earning commission so a lot of my salary used to be based on sales and the commission it would happen and obviously winning it was a massive centralized thing in my world every month we had to win we had to achieve we had to I had to be the best in the team get the best sales the most sales the most calls anything like that so it's no surprise to me that this is where I thrive so I'm better in that sort of um role rather than in the masterclass role like Charlotte is where she feels absolutely at ease in in producing the masterclass and stuff like that I'm I operate better if I'm I think what it is is it with the masterclass and correct me if I'm wrong you feel quite vulnerable because there's lots of people watching you yes so if you make a mistake so that comes into that eight of like not being wanting to be vulnerable whereas for me I'm okay with being that and I'm supporting and empowering others. Yes. Empower others. You just do it in a way like on the group calls, on the Zoom calls where you don't feel 
as vulnerable because it's not in front of say 200 people yeah yeah absolutely but I think it, it's really interesting like find out what you need at work and what I need at work which is where people can take this into their team and do it in yeah. their team because it shows what um really makes you tick what motivates you so that you can put people in that situation so we can take on different roles to suit our personality types and you know to make us excel in our in our roles really and, and what that's what you could do in your landscape and design business um with your team members or like at least yeah. the senior teams or decision makers at least so particularly if you you're working with your husband or your partner so paula's going to do this with her husband it's then intriguing to see right in your design and landscape business paula you deal with all the inquiries you deal with all the initial kind of sales which makes sense you like doing all the like the marketing HR. the upfront the HR, <laughs> the, the cash flow forecasting, the, all of the stuff that fits in really nicely with your role and the rest Mike does, which probably ties in very well with his personality. So I'd be really intrigued to see what his comes out like. Um, so yeah, so that's how you guys, so it's called Enneagram. We'll put the link in the show notes. It's free to do and you get like a little preview, but honestly, you it's $19, so it works about £14. It is so, so worth it. I'm so glad we did it um, because there's a lot in this report, way more than what we've said. There's actually 24 pages of it, which may seem overwhelming, but it flows quite nicely. Um, and it gives you what we, I'm going to go through today because this would be a really long podcast for you guys, is it gives you areas for personal development which is really key towards the bottom of the report and it gives you how you can improve what things like to look at for you and also then you can compare to your business partner your co-workers that sort of thing and see what they need and yeah so it was testing out today I think it was a success don't you oh I think it was a major success I think and um for you guys to take away I think <clears throat> I know people go oh it's a personality test and me I think but it really helps you understand yourself and also how it can make your team even stronger and better going forward into 2021 and achieving those big goals you're setting yourselves. Um, I think knowing your team and knowing how to motivate them to help achieve the business goals and the general objectives of what you're looking to do in your businesses is key. And, and yeah, it all starts with knowing how they're going to react to things. Um, so a simple example is Mia reports to Charlotte, and I think that's better because my personality type isn't very good if people ask me questions all the time. Um, I get quite frustrated. I just want to get on with, with the bigger things, whereas Charlotte is much more patient. Same with my children. Charlotte's much more patient and can deal with the, 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 uh, the smaller questions. Yeah, I think particularly when... Yeah, when, when you take on something new, like a new task, obviously there's going to be a lot of initial questions. Paula is openly admitting she's not very good at dealing with those initial questions because it's like a lot of questions. Whereas for me, I'm quite okay with that. I'm quite patient. I'm quite okay. For me, I've obviously known Paula six years. So if she sends me a message that some other people would take as blunt, I know that it's just, it's not meant that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I think that's because you know my personality and because we've yes. done similar person, not as good personality tests no. in the past, but we've done rough sort of personality test before on different platforms which has given us even more insight as well so this has been the best in my personal opinion yeah 100 percent. and as i say it was only 14 pound which just is really good in my opinion so 
If you're still with us, congrats, you made it to the end. I hope you enjoyed it. A little bit of a different episode. As I say, the link's in the show notes for the personality test. This was a lot of fun and I do want to also mention that enrolment is open. If you do want to look at TLC membership, having the support, the masterclasses to achieve your business goals, then check the link in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, We've got some really exciting podcast episodes coming up. So make sure you are subscribed. Leave us a five-star review if you've loved today's episode. And we will speak soon. Bye, guys.